to Big Fish Little Pod. Like many of you, I've started new habits during COVID quarantine, and one of them is this loop walk that I found in my neighborhood. It's exactly 41 minutes long, and I've been doing it every single day. I started out with it because I honestly really needed the mental refresh. And the other day, I just love it, and I found a shortcut, actually, that helps me avoid the park in our neighborhood so that way I don't have to bump into where there's more people and dogs and stuff so that's been really great and the other day Janardin came with me for the first time on the walk and like I said I've been doing it every single day so it's just second nature to me now I don't even think about where to walk you know I go the same route every time and we were talking and we we're walking and when we got to the turn off which brought you kind of more into the inner neighborhood I said to him I found a a shortcut that lets you avoid the park and we're walking and we're walking and we're talking and I'm not thinking about it again it's just completely second nature till we get to this cul-de-sac and the shortcut is actually tucked into the cul-de-sac between two houses and it's kind of a privately paved area that brings you out back to the main road so we get to the end of the cul-de-sac and I'm just walking confidently in that direction and Janardin says what is this this is a dead end this isn't a shortcut this is just a cul-de-sac and it was just a real moment for me because I knew exactly where we were going we were going on the shortcut. We were going on the path that I had been on every day for nine weeks. And it was so obvious and clear to me. But because he had never been on it before, he thought that we had come to a dead end. And it just, something was there for me. I, I knew it was like a bigger moment. I think part of it was about this idea that after nine weeks, I saw something entirely different than he did. Whereas like nine weeks before, I saw the same thing he did. I actually had to look on Google Maps to even figure the shortcut out. Yeah. It's not obvious, yeah. you know, yeah. and that two people can look at the same thing and see two completely different things. Yeah, it just really struck me in that moment. Like, this is really a model for other things that are happening in my life right now. Interesting. Interesting. It reminds me of my decision to become a, a minister. Really? Yeah. In that because of the way I was raised, because I was taught an awful lot of stuff, like you turn to Google Maps, I had my parents that taught me about relationships with God, you know, and where to look and how to read the Bible and how to listen and how to let God speak to you. And, and they raised me as someone who was a child of God, who should be listening to God, that, that God speaks to all of us and and that i should be listening you know and that's how i was raised it was like when i was teaching bible study at my dad's church or i don't even think i was teaching i was going it was it was in college i was going to the adult bible study that my mother taught um and we would read scripture and then she would ask does anyone see anything here or hear anything here? And nobody would say anything. Mm. And it was obvious to me. 
you know, uh. what God was saying in this passage, you know, it was just completely obvious, you know, and like it was obvious to you after nine weeks that there was a path there, you know, yeah. and at first I wouldn't answer. I said, well, this must be a trick, you know, because everybody must see this. I'm not going to act like the know-it-all. Um, but then I would say it and people would go, wow, I never thought of that. I never saw that. Um, and I thought at that point in time in my life, wow, I must be special. You know, because <laughs> um, uh, you know, we read scripture and I understand what God wants me to do. Um, it's only because of the way I was raised, you know, but, but that's what got me thinking that, wow, not everybody reads this and understands it. Yeah. I understand. I hear God when I read this yeah. and most people don't, I guess, you know, so I thought I should pursue that, you know? Um, well, that, that would be such good, like advice for like high school guidance counselors to be given, you know, like what, what area of your life do you naturally find shortcuts? Yeah. Right. 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 I would think about that with baking. Like I have like a natural instinct for baking and was taught from like a young age about baking. And I'm just like, yeah, I just have, I feel for it that right. I realized later other people don't have. And I right. all the time think like, why didn't I pursue that as a career? Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, yeah. you don't think about stuff like that. Well, it wasn't until then that, I mean, I thought everybody did that. Yeah, exactly. So I'm yeah. sure that's the way you thought about baking, you know? Right. Right. It's not like we're like, like pompous about it. Like, oh, look, at right. like, just genuinely didn't realize right. that not everybody knew exactly when the cupcake was done. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. and I do believe we all have gifted instincts that right. make us special and different, but I've spent most of my ministry saying there's nothing special here. You know, yeah. All you have to do is believe that God wants to communicate with you and God will. Right. You know? Right. So just try it. And I've spent I've spent my whole life saying, just try it. You know, let God work in your life. You know? Um but but people you know, people are raised that no, that's the that's what the minister does. That's what my Sunday school teacher does. They've been called, right. you know. So at first, I thought I was called too, and I am. I'm doing what I was put on this earth to do, you know. Right, right now, um, right. you know, but 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 that's not, you know three quarters of what I do, I think is just because I'm a child of God. Right. You know, and that's, so that's been my ministry is to try to let people know you're a child of God. 
Just let God parent you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, that's really nice. I think it also um, speaks to me about, like, like the, those are the skills that come naturally, but it also speaks to me about the skills that we acquire, which then I so quickly turn around and am frustrated with others why they didn't acquire them. Absolutely. <laughs> But I maybe only acquired them nine weeks ago. <laughs> you know? Like I have yeah. that with vegetarianism. Yeah. Like yeah. I feel really passionately about vegetarianism for a number of reasons, but mostly for the animals. And I'm so confused and frustrated when people don't understand the perspective yeah. of why. I feel you shouldn't eat animals. Yeah. But I ate animals every day until I was 22 years old. Right. Right. And even then, I still ate fish. And even then, I still ate animal byproducts. And right. you know what I mean? Like, right. it's been like a long, slow, gradual process for me right. to get to a place where I don't eat animals anymore. Yeah. But like, I'm frustrated when people come to that topic and yeah. all they see is a cul de sac. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because. You were raised with people who were compassionate to animals, mm -hmm. but who ate them freely. Right. You know? Right. Um, other people were raised with that's the purpose of animals. Mm -hmm. that's, their, that's their purpose. You know, so so they were raised with a whole different belief system, which makes it even harder for them because they're saying, but that's their purpose. That's why God put them on Earth. Right. You know, right. Uh, and so so for them, yeah, that's a cul-de-sac. Yeah. You know, and for me, it's so clearly a shortcut. Right. Like right. But yeah, but nine weeks ago, that was also a cul-de-sac to me. Right, you know? exactly. So the, yeah, the other thing that, that that hits for me is it would have remained a cul-de-sac for me had I not looked it up on Google. Right. I had a, actually the way it worked is I had a hint that there was a shortcut because along the main road, I saw a little path coming through. Ah. But I couldn't, but I couldn't figure out where that path originated from. Right. So I knew there was something, but I couldn't figure it out. Yeah. So I followed the path and I looked up on Google where I was and I tracked it all back. And so, yeah, it was a cul-de-sac for me until I started to investigate more. And it reminded me of how in the yoga tradition that I practice, the idea of getting a teacher or a guru is really important. It's really emphasized in the scriptures that... Mm -hmm need a teacher to help you on this path and right. it's it's a topic that sometimes I really resist and I really struggle with I think partly because I was raised in the American Baptist Church where you really don't want to put anyone between you and God yeah. you know yeah. and I worry that that's what the introduction of a teacher will bring in my life is a barrier be to God right. um, but I was really meditating on that too after this incident that for Janardin, that was 100% a cul-de-sac. It was 100% a dead end. Absolutely. There was no way out of that problem. But for me, who had studied and practiced for nine weeks, it 
I could easily guide him through the shortcut. Yeah. It was no problem. Yeah. We didn't even have to miss a step. Right. You know? Right. And it just gave me an idea about like, yeah, maybe that is the role of the teacher. Maybe that is the role of the guru that not that they are between you and God, that they are an intermediary between you and God, but right. that they are just ahead of you in their practice. Right. And so then they can easily guide you when you come to the dead ends in your life, not yeah. because they are the only one who is in direct contact with God, but because they know the root because someone showed them. Right. And I'm assuming at the cul-de-sac, you didn't just keep walking and say, come on, Ternardin, it's okay. Right. You know, I, yeah. I, even though you were ahead of him in your practice, yeah. um, I'm sure you didn't stand out there like the carrot before the horse you know, <laughs> right. and say, no, here's the path. See, it's right here. I, I'm assuming you stood beside him. Yeah. You know, yeah. so ahead of him in your practice, but beside him on this journey. Yeah. You know, that to me and and in your in your practice, as opposed to the Baptist faith, you know, we don't elevate those teachers as much, although there's plenty of pastors that get elevated. And right. and I have to constantly fight that in many of my churches where I don't want you to make me anything more than you. Yeah. We're all in this together, you know. Right. Um, what what I do, I do because I have some gifts and some knowledge. You have some gifts and some knowledge, which is going to help me. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. so let's walk together on this. And, right. and I will tell you what I see, but I'm also dependent on what you see. Yeah. You know? So let's walk together. Yeah. No, it's true. I mean, because even it's funny because in the moment when he was like, but this is a dead end. It, I was shocked. Like, <laughs> it really right, right. Because it didn't occur to me that I had acquired knowledge. Right, like, right. And so I think actually that's, you know, they say that teaching is the best way to learn. Right? Yeah, like, absolutely. And I think like that is true. Like I'm not really a spiritual teacher or a spiritual leader. You know, I'm still like early on that path for myself. But when I do talk to people about knowledge that I have acquired, it is always beneficial for me. Absolutely. And I would think that there would be plenty of people in your life that would say to you, I disagree with you, teacher. Um, you are a spiritual guide. Um, you have helped us through these, these cul-de-sacs in our life, you know? So I would think you're doing more than your, your statement just gave you credit for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Although that is one of the things like, that is a, a nice thing about the yoga tradition. And I really like, there's a quote from Ernest Holmes, who is a transcendentalist like student. Yeah. Um, 
who said like, you know, you have to be a lifelong student. Right. Like the best spiritualist is just a lifelong student. Right. Someone eager to learn more. Right. Like someone eager to study. And that's the whole idea of the guru system in yoga is like, you might be the guru, but you are just the disciple of your guru. Absolutely. That's Absolutely. your primary identity. The, yeah. the um, overwhelming repeated statement in seminary when I was there in the 80s um, was uh, the more I learn, the more I learn there is to learn. You know, um, yeah. so that's that that ongoing student thing. Yeah. You know, the more information I get, the more I see, oh, my gosh, I don't know anything yet. Yeah, I, I've been feeling that, especially during this whole pandemic, because yep. the learning curve is so steep. Right. Um, and, you know, like, it's like one day, you know, we Janata and I were even talking about it in the car yesterday, it's like, you know, one day you're not supposed to wear a mask, then the next day you have to wear a mask. Right. Right. And, and I think we talked about this before about like, using this time and opportunity as like a chance to give grace to ourselves and to others. But I think like, there has been a lot of times during this pandemic, um, in my workplace policies, in, you know, my relationships with friends or acquaintances where, I saw a cul-de-sac and they saw a shortcut or I saw a shortcut where they saw a cul-de-sac, right. you know? Right. Um, and I think, yeah, it, it would just, it's just a helpful image for me to hold in my mind the next time I'm about to say out loud, like, but why don't they see this? Yeah. Like, how can they make that choice? What do you mean they're going to let people on the property? You know? Right. That yeah. like, you're just seeing two different answers to the same problem. Right. You know? And right. I'm often not sure in that moment if I'm the one seeing the dead end or if I'm the one seeing the shortcut. Right. You know? Well, then, and, and here in Foster, if we move that scenario to here where the majority of people own guns and want the privacy in their on their property, um, I might even see the path and say, no, but that's their path. (laughs) You know, I can't go on that path. That's on their property and they (laughs) might shoot me, you know? So even if I see an answer that you've been on daily, I may have fear in my life that keeps me from seeing it as you see it. Yeah, it, it's true. It's a, it, that also, it's like a great analogy for therapy. <laughs> yeah, which we come back to a lot. Because like so many times in therapy, I'm at the dead end. Right. And my fear is keeping me from seeing the shortcut. Right. And right. my therapist is saying like, no, there's a, there's a good shortcut here. And you, it's totally accessible to you and you can use yeah. this you know, and I'm blind to it, like my fear or my past trauma or my insecurities or my anger or something is stopping me from seeing it. Right. I mean, that's with my churches right now. Um, One of them is anxious uh, 
to take this new this new insight that we've got and run with it. And one of them is afraid that it's not going to work. They're afraid that we're going to fail again. And we can't afford to keep failing. You know, so so one is is filled with hope and one is afraid. You know, and it's it's interesting to try to to try to point out the shortcut in the cul-de-sac, you know, in both those scenarios, you know, and can be, you know, I mean, you've got to be pastoral in both because, you know, maybe you can't run down the path. Right. You know, we're going to get too spread out and then we're in trouble, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, you know, uh, maybe, yeah. you, you, maybe, you know, my mother always said her job was to afflict the comfortable and comfort the afflicted, you yeah. know, and, and I think in this case, that might be, you know, yeah. I, you've got to put reins on the wild horse. But then you've got to open the stable and say to the trapdoors, it's okay to go. Yeah. You know? No, it's true. I mean, my husband, he is the spontaneous one, right? Right. He is, right. He's the one who breaks the rules. Like, he's right. the one who sees the no cross passing sign as an right. invitation. <laughs> <laughs> I, Literally. That's funny because I was going to be kinder and say he sees it as a suggestion. But, no. you, but you went right to the invitation. Wow. Oh, no, really? Like, he's, he's that sign as like a sign like there's something interesting back here. <laughs> because he also believes this world is all of ours. Yeah. yeah. But, um, but when we started to walk down the path, he actually said, are we even allowed to be here? Yeah. What, is this even a path? Wow. Like, because it looked like a private right. little thing to someone's yard, right. you know? But I knew right. the end, so I knew yep. on the other side it looked very public, yep. you know? Yep, yep, And so I think, yeah, like, it, it. that's another aspect of the dynamics of the relationship moving forward, like what you're saying with your church. It's like, you might be able to explain it to the person. You might be able to show them the path and they're still not going to be comfortable. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the people that come from the other end who see it as very public on that end don't have the same fear when they get to this end. Right. You know? So yeah, well, yeah, yeah. To me, that's like the like. Well, where do you get your protein? Question. Right, right. It's like you know, well, it's been ten years, and I've had enough protein. Yeah. You know, it's not a problem. Right, I'm not afraid of that. Right, know? right. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But just being awesome. patient and sympathetic and understanding that nine weeks ago I didn't see this path this path might not be for everybody and it's normal that what you see is a dead end because that's what most people do see you know yeah and so when we started our wisdom group our wisdom walk group which 
is a funny name because we don't walk. We sit around a table. We walk through. <laughs> we walk through wisdom. Um, yeah. You know, but I tried to share with them the vision of, you know, we had just been over to the mansions of Newport on a garden tour. And some of these gardens are massive, you know, and and so I would go over to one section where there was a bench and some really pretty bluettes, you know. Carol would be over looking at the tulips, and 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 Sue would look at the roses, you know, and and I tried to to introduce the wisdom walk as let's all just go into the garden of this wisdom and let's look for what we can find. And as you're looking, just try not to trample on what somebody else is looking at, you know, and let's share together what we see. That to me is, is being a guru, you know, is sharing what I see. You know, um, sharing what I have learned, sharing what I know, and being open because I'm still a learner um, to what you see. Right. No, it's true. I've 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 heard that same concept described as a buffet, which we might none of us, my children, might never know what a buffet is. Right. <laughs> right. Right. But. Um, described as a buffet like you know just because i want olives and croutons like it doesn't mean i need to force olive and croutons on your salad right like we can all enjoy the buffet we can all enjoy the salad bar but like but i don't need to force my picks on you and yet we can still sit at the table and enjoy each enjoy salad yeah so this week take a look at the places that feel like a dead end to you and take time to look around, but also figure out what your Google is, who or what could help you see things that you can't see right now and reach out to those folks. Cause it's not a sign of weakness. It's just a sign that they see some things that you don't see, just like you see things that they don't see. And and carry that with you, that there are things that you have learned that you don't even know you've learned. You think they're just a natural part of you and everyone. And there are things that you see. Don't be afraid to share them with people, not forcing olives onto their salad, but saying to them, I don't know, let's take a look at this. I've been down it for nine weeks. It looks like a path. Let's take it and see um, where that leads you and how life opens up for you and for the people around you.
Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Big Fish Little Pod. We are having such a great time making this podcast, and we're really appreciating all of the feedback and input that we get from you. Please comment on the podcast post on my dad's Facebook page, or send us an email at bigfishlittlepod at gmail.com. Thanks. See you next time. little pod um today we're talking about oh that's bad i'm gonna start again (laughs) (laughs) it's not as easy as it looks is it